Want to help keep the lights on in Anarchy Basement? Then go to PRLfans.com. There you can find links to Patreon, PayPal, our Bitcoin info, and other ways to help support the podcast. Now, enjoy the show. Hello. Welcome to the Punk Rock Libertarians podcast. I am Otto, and tonight I'm joined with a few new people. Um, first here is the, the militant, violent extremist, Jared. That's me. Yes. Yes. Thanks for coming. You're welcome. <laughs> and uh, Alex Schlegel. Just just Alex. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> just Alex. Okay. So, all right. <laughs> and uh, I don't know how we were able to do this, but uh, Roger Pion, uh, he's with us today. I don't, I don't know how. It's a, I'm not it's actually Roger Pion. I'm just p- oh, paying okay. tribute to him with my name on the uh, on the thing there. So anyway, uh, it's James Babb. <laughs> anyway, but anyway, just cheers to Roger Pion because I feel like he just needs to be continually out there. Like people just need to remember that he he is uh, that he's just a hero out there. That should he's out there ready to inspire us. Running over cop cars. Yep. Hell yeah. All right. And uh, the the great Clint Russell has agreed to join us. What's up, gents? I am the host of Liberty Lockdown. For those that aren't familiar, nice to meet you guys. Thanks for coming on, man. I know you had a busy weekend. Hopefully you're monkeypox free from the Yall event. (laughs) I I hope you were able to stay clean, my friend. I tried my best to get it, but uh, no, no. Well, I was going to say, I hope you had a, have a lifestyle that risks monkeypox, right? Like, I mean, you got to <laughs> oh, live. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got to live, man. I mean, I know. I, gonna, I, you were really close to read. Monkeypox so. stop me from making sweet love to people, you know? <laughs> or monkeys or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Man. <laughs> Brad, Reed, I had a whole, whole litany of options this weekend. I'm not, I am absolutely, <laughs> I am absolutely going to take my shot. Tulsi, I saw Tulsi was there too. Ooh. Yeah, she uh, honestly gave gave one of the best political speeches I've seen in person ever. Like really, really As an good. Anarchist, I have a big crush on her. <laughs> yeah, <Okay>. interesting. <laughs> uh, I always uh, didn't really like her, um, and this speech. I mean, granted, she's a political creature, so she is tailoring it to the audience that is in front of her. But mm-hmm. damn, did she do a good job of it? You know, she talked Second Amendment. She talked. Uh, you know, ending the warfare state, the, the, uh, I mean, basically like every, everything I care about, she was, she hit all of them in a really eloquent fashion. And then I got to meet her and she was very nice. She asked me about, you know, who I am, where I came from, what, what I do with my show and was, you know, was willing to talk to me for as long as I wanted to. And I just let her go because there was other people waiting. But she's me, very, very kind people. Is she going to come on sometime with uh, you or Reed? Uh, I didn't, I didn't make, that shot because I was with Reed and I know Reed's been trying to get her on for a year. Yeah. So oh, wow. I just, I just, you know, chatted her up and then let Reed try and work his magic. So I don't know, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully coming to a naturalist capitalist near you soon. Nice. That's a tough question. If she's a, a young global leader with the world economic forum. Yeah. I <laughs> or that, that picture with her doing this shit with like throwing up the, trust me, if she came uh, on my show, she would get asked that question. So I, I, I hope she will, but uh, I wouldn't bet on it. I think she's got, presidential aspirations and she's probably not going to be touching any old media that would give her a hard time. But if I were her, if I were her campaign manager, I would advise her to get in front of it and just address these things now. Yeah, for sure. So what is, what is she running for now? Is she running for president she's, again or she's not running for anything openly, but yeah. as far as I'm concerned, she's running for president clear as day. Huh. Yep. 
She and there's no a lot of let her anywhere near that. Just the same way they never let Ron Paul, same way they never let Bernie Sanders. Like, I'm sorry if you're not a and, and even Bernie Sanders like carries water for them and he even he doesn't get anywhere near it, you know. Like true. Well it's also <laughs> adores Biden, right? I'm pretty sure uh, that happened, right? Or I, I don't know. remember. I, she, yeah, I don't remember. Is she still a member of the military currently? I believe so. So really? like I never like when people said, oh, she's anti-war. No, she actually personally invaded Iraq and she's still part of the gang. So, <laughs> so coming in hard, James. <laughs> you. <laughs> oh, she's clearly not anti-war. Um, she yeah. just was like, hey, how about we not arm Al Qaeda in Syria? You know, and, and that was like that was as good talk. as that was as good as we could get from the Democrats uh, in 2020. It's really remarkable. Yeah. She she endorsed Biden. This is from CNN. So, you know, it's true. Yeah, that's what Ooh. I thought. I was, she was also saying some shit about how like using drones was better than you know boots on the ground and all this stuff. It's like I yeah, thought you were, she, thought you were better she's than this. She's a status, you know, whatever. Who cares? Um, but I know that 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 the people in power don't like her, right? So to me, that, that a good thing. That has some value, whatever that is. You know, you decide. But um, you know, she was definitely the way she was vilified on day one. Right. Like as soon as she stepped on on the political stage, I think for the for the presidency, they're like, nope, she's not she's not part of our thing. Well, there's a talk. Certain people in our former regime of the Libertarian Party are trying to get her in a mosh to run for president in 2024. There's on the forward party. Tell no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. party. I, uh, but this is the LP. They're trying to run as the LP. Oh, yeah. Oh, to, uh, uh, why yeah. not have them go ruin the forward party instead? <laughs> I think that's already ruined to begin with. Like yeah. with the I mean, Yang with uh, what's his name? Yeah. Like secure the bag. I I don't even know who else is who else is joining the forward party now. I don't. Who cares? Who cares? Hillary Clinton. Um, <laughs> I'm struggling right now. I have to admit, I've got this this pre roll I got in Massachusetts in a childproof container. And I swear to God, I can't open it. I've got I've got a tool here. Um, has anybody had this problem, or is this just like like a first world kind of a problem? <laughs> I think it's a I think it's a you problem, dude. Yeah, yeah like, I know. <laughs> oh, all right, well, the, I got it. All operator right. error, you know. I had I had to use I had to bring out tools just to get there. <laughs> Jesus, their, like what if I was a medical patient or something? You know, right. What if what you any other highlights like from self-medicating psychiatric patient? <laughs> what are some other uh, highlights from from the y'all convention, Clint? Anything? Uh, anything of note? Uh, yeah, I did a, a panel discussion with uh, Reed Coverdale of Natural Scapulous, as well as Mark Clare of Lions of Liberty, and we basically just talked about how to become free in our lifetimes. And I didn't really expect the trajectory of the the conversation to go towards such like individual solutions. Um, but it very much did. So it was just 45 minute rip from all three of us kind of basically yeah, like a Jordan, Jordan Peterson speech. <laughs> yeah. Let's do a little bit of that today. Just kind of like all three of you just getting out where you were. Cause you oh, nice. got out of California. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I guess it's up on lines of Liberty already. I didn't realize that. So. Yeah. That's all I do all day. It's just weld all day and listen to podcasts. <laughs> so. Oh, Kelly. Yeah. I, uh, I, I'm going to put it up on my channel eventually, but I'm just waiting for the video to come in. Uh, Cause it was also video recorded. 
And then um, what was really a treat for me, I mean, not that talking with my buddies on stage wasn't a treat, that there was like probably 70 people there or something for that one. Uh, and then the other one, we did a Mises Caucus event uh, Thursday night. That. And that was really fun. That was uh, myself, uh, Spike Cohen, Dave Smith, uh, Mike, Michael Heiss, and Hector Roos. So it was the five of us. And that was another, you know, probably 70 people or something. So um, very, both were very similar discussions. So it didn't really stretch me at, at all, which I kind of like when I uh, do those live presentations because, you know, I like the pressure of it. But this was just kind of like kick back and talk about what we're doing. So it was good, good experiences, though. Nice. And I got to hang out with all my friends because, like, I pretty much know everybody that goes to these things now. So that was cool. Yeah. I mean, especially being in, in Florida, um, I, I, there's a real strong, you know, presence down there in the LP and, you know, Mises yeah. Caucus specifically. There's yeah. Florida Mises Caucus rides deep, man. And they're, and they're very active too. I mean, these people are like, I see them all over the country. It's really remarkable. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm grateful to be here and I'm super grateful to have been embraced by, you know, all of the legends in this world that have seen me fit to kind of ride their coattails a little bit. I mean, you have you got a great lineup of guests lately. You even had the judge on, on Thursdays. That's, that's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. It's incredible. got judge nap every Thursday. Uh, this month, it's going to be ridiculous. I got, has he been totally just, exonerated now for the snow shoveling incident? I'm not familiar. What's that? <laughs> oh boy. That's, oh, boy. I don't know. <laughs> is that, is that really a thing? I thought it was yeah. a joke. Well, no, it's, it's, <clears throat> I think he's been person. exonerated, right? Yeah. I think we looked was, it up. Yeah. We talked about it the last, I think it was months ago. Yeah, we, cause, uh, yeah. Cause now he's, cause he just started the podcast. He's kind of, he was out at that uh, Ron Paul event, but for a while he was kind of laying low. Cause there were some allegations, but oh. Yeah, he was I, exonerated. I, I swear, I swear, I am not playing dumb. I honestly have no idea what you're oh, no. talking about. Really? Wow. Let's just yeah. leave it at that. Because as far as yeah. I know, he was exonerated. Yeah, yeah. Sully the man's name. You know, and well, shit. Now I'm gonna have to Google it later. That were, up being <laughs> Snow shoveling. Okay, I got you. Uh, no, I agree. I agree, though. If he was exonerated, let's not let's you know? not uh, drag his name through the mud further. But yeah, I, I should yeah. know about it just because I have him on all the time. A lot uh, of us were just like, ah, oh, this seems so sus. This doesn't seem, this just seems like, uh, and we we're just, no, no, not we're the like, judge. Well, he's the judge and they're all scumbags. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't well, know where to go on that one. You know, like I really I, didn't know. I've had, no, I mean, I've never even met him in doubt, person, but, but judge. I've had him on my show probably eight or nine Thursdays now. And, uh, I've not had nothing but great experiences with the guy. He's he's nice. a consummate professional and very very genuine and sincere and sweet. So I I can't I don't have anything bad to say, but uh, that's not to say he didn't do something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll let that go for now. But yeah, but anyway, oh, we're giving him. We're, he gets the benefit of any doubt. He was not. I think I think his accusers withdrew, or I, I don't know how did that play out. I don't know. But I don't know. Let's as far as just I know, move on to something well, else. There's actual <laughs> accusers. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, anyways, the, the lineup, other than Judge Knapp every Thursday, regardless of what he was accused of, I'm going to have him on every Thursday. Uh, I got Alex Alex Stein, the most you know viral man in America. He'll be coming on uh, next week. I got Anomaly, a.k.a. Legendary Energy. He's like one of my favorites. Uh, Twitter, YouTube persona, uh, rapper, you know, man after my own heart. Uh, I got Sticks. Uh, Sticks Hex and Hammer on Twitter on YouTube. He's uh, 
great political analyst. I had him on last week. I got Josie the Redhead Libertarian. I'm working on Eric July. I'm working on Adam Curry. And I got Dave Smith coming back on as well as, I don't know. Oh, uh, Jinx, Crack Connoisseur on Twitter, who does all those incredible videos. Oh, shit. It's yeah, gonna be. Oh, yeah. I think it might. I think it might be his first podcast ever. That's tomorrow night. So I don't oh, know, man. Wow. This this lineup is fucking retarded. I'd be curious <laughs> to check because uh, we retweet. You're doing better than we are. Okay. Yeah, we retweet <laughs> his videos every now and then. Yeah, look at the quality of guests oh, yeah. we get. It sucks. <laughs> compared to what you're right. I can't believe it. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Uh, Jinx is awesome, man. He and I have been following each other for probably a year now, and. Um, we like we DM sometimes and I've just been pestering him periodically like, hey, man, if you ever do a podcast, it's got to be me. And he's like, he hit me up like a week ago and he said, hey, I think I'll have my mic by next week. So he's finally going to have a mic. Awesome. Those videos are just bangers like and unbelievable. There's, I mean, it's it's like so much information compressed in such a short span. Dude, of you time. have to watch him like at least three times. To oh, catch, yeah. Like even half of the information that he's including him. Sometimes you have to pause him to reach it. I mean. He's it's like the most schizo, just epileptic. Yes. I watched that last (laughs) video talking about Nelson Rock. It was about Nelson Rockefeller's son. Oh, yeah. He went missing. Cannibal Island. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm like, what the hell? Like just trying to follow along that. And then the uh, Epstein Clinton one. That was a banger with the Biggie soundtrack in the background. That was it's it just ties everything. It's so much information because it was just. It was just a couple of weekends ago, or it was just this past week, and I was asking my my girlfriend, I was like, what the fuck ever happened to Chris Tucker? I think we were watching a movie or something. It's like, and then I saw that Jinx video, and I was like, oh, fuck. Chris Tucker was tied up in Epstein Island, and yep. this is why he might uh, has been laying low for a while. Maybe. So, I mean, yeah. Who knows? Mm. But if I was if I was one of the people that had been on that plane, I'd be like, look, FBI, you need to fucking disclose your findings, because everyone's thinking that everyone that was on these planes was doing crazy shit. And I would imagine, like, I can't imagine every single person on Epstein's flight logs was actually diddling kids, but who knows? Maybe. I'm, I'm right. thinking that Bill Gates true. just kept going and like hoping to diddle kids, but like, <laughs> the, like they like had to just keep coming back and turning coming down. Back and <laughs> just like, he just wasn't cool enough to get in. He, like he wasn't cool enough to even even get to that level, but he yeah. kept trying even, and trying. And even twelve year old sex slaves man. turned him down. <laughs> yeah. Wow. He couldn't even Harsh. make. He was that like work, he was like know? Tom Cruise and Eyes Wide Shut. He just wasn't quite accepted, you know. Well, he was surprised they weren't impressed with his uh, with his uh, prosthetic uh, mammary device, right? Say, yeah. his moves? Or, his, or his plan for so the real moves or the fake moves. Like the twelve-year-old fake. sex slave goes up to Epstein's like that. I don't want to have sex with that pregnant lesbian woman. <laughs> like I'll throw myself into the sea if you make me do it, and they're like, "Okay, you don't have to." <laughs> Only if you do it from Moloch, you can you can do it. Moloch. Yeah. Speaking of Epstein, how about the the Alex Jones trial that's going on? Or well, it's, it's forty five mil. Right? Yeah. What the did did you see that line from Alex Jones where where yeah. he was he, where he was oh, asked oh, about? Uh, Jared's got it, it up here. Yeah, Jared's gonna pull up the docs. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Gonna, can we show that? Yeah, yeah. So this is the that. prosecutor. This was the prosecutor questioning Alex Jones on the on the stand, and yeah, it's like I don't even know why he would go down this line of questioning. It's like, have you not watched his show, or you're not familiar with him? But this, I know, is your allegation that government officials are aiding in pedophilia 
child trafficking, and the grooming of children, right? What do you mean, like, what Jeffrey Epstein did with Clinton? <laughs> That's great. The pro, they're, they're, I saw the ex, um, I saw the the extended version of that video, and the prosecutor just walked away with his head down and just kind of. He even was kind of laughing a little bit to the point where that was not a question. Why did I even go there? Why did I even ask that? What do you expect that the answer was going to be? What? But the fact that you see the pictures of this judge, so I posted in the. Uh, are those real? Somebody are those saw this real? too. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, this is like I'd be really, the, yeah. The I'd like be shocked if kid. there was a judge. And that's the thing. I I didn't look into it. I was this, super this busy all the, weekend. You're talking about the judge that presided over the, over this the, case, the civil trial. Yeah, yeah, and there's a there's a tweet I posted in the chat, and it's all her social media, and it's like you know, vote Democrats and get vaccinated, or yeah, you like know, vote those... blue no matter who type shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, regardless regardless of whether or not she's some you know she's actually posting that shit on social media. If you've seen her during this trial, she is one of the most biased, awful judges oh, yeah. I've ever seen in my life. It is a political hit job oh, yeah. through and through. Oh, totally. Yeah, and so condescending. Such a oh. Karen. Yeah, I mean, horrific. that's what pretty much all judges are, right? I mean, but oh, she got her she, vaccine. Yeah, yeah where's the, the fact Ukraine? That there, where's the Ukraine? The fact profile? that there's two though of that same I'm photo makes me judge think it's her a shot. Just for being transgender, okay? I think <laughs> that if she wants to be transgender and be all out there, I'm fine with that. Same I support here. it. I hope she joins the forty percent. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's what's this? What's the forty percent? Oh, nothing. Anyway, I thought that I thought that would get a bigger laugh. Uh, you guys are sensitive. You told me this was like Tower Gang. What the fuck? I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't no. paying <laughs> Okay, I'll I'll laugh once you tell me what it means. <laughs> I'm definitely not going to tell rate. you. It's the suicide rate. Oh, oh yeah, I've heard that. Wow, yeah, <laughs> yeah, That's I've heard that. That was a dark yeah, joke. That's a, good, that's a good one. That's a good it would have got a huge pop on targeting. That's all I have to say. <laughs> oh, damn. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm kidding, obviously. I hope she lives a long and healthy life, but she is also a fucking piece of shit. Um, yeah, so. Clearly. Yeah. Four million well, I mean, or 40, 40, was it? So $42 million? 45, 45, 45 to one couple, but then only like $4 million to another couple. And I just don't know how in a modern day you can prove that someone caused $45 million worth of damage to your family when you've never met in person. What, 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 I just don't know how, how do you rule? Like, how do you just come up with this 45 million? Like for what? I, I, don't, I still don't understand for what. Well, the person who came up with that was obviously someone who's morally superior to you and me and that they <laughs> have sort of maybe a direct connection to God, in fact, and, yeah. and they're going to know just intuitively or divinely or through divine inspiration, they will know how much Alex Jones owes you based on what, I guess, somehow the judge knows exactly what level of butthurt you experienced at his, uh, you know, due to his show. Um, you know, it's kind of amazing when you like, let's just look at some of the other shows and the damage that they've caused, right? Remember all those news shows that were like pushing the invasion of Iraq, right? Or been pushing war with uh, 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 Russia or, or you know, covered up uh, uh, crimes in Afghanistan, uh, you know, and like Alex Jones is the one 
<laughs> like his show's the problem that's hurting people. Like, yeah, that's that, that's what insane. I don't get. It, it's insane. What, it's like they're testing out what they can do to him. They do to us eventually. That's I mean, this is something I've been saying before when they Absolutely. canceled him off Facebook. When they, um, I mean, just so now it's like he's the canary in the coal mine. That's what right. I well, always he, said. Wasn't about he one of the first to be uh, canceled, deplatformed? Yeah, yep. and- well, we he were. was. He was the first to be deplatformed from everywhere. Like there's yeah. other people that that got banned from certain platforms before him, but he got hit by like all all of the platforms simultaneously, which is how you know right. that they were. Word came on down it. from Uncle Klaus or whoever, <laughs> like yeah. like you know, like his voice will now be you know silenced. I would bet a lot of money it wasn't Klaus, but it was definitely directed by the government, in my opinion. Um, so I, I'll talk. I'll put on my fake lawyer hat and talk a little bit out of my ass, but uh, I believe that there's usually like statu- statutory. Uh, restrictions on how much you're able to get for like uh, pain and suffering. And then you can get treble damages, which is I think triple or quadruple uh, whatever that amount is. So like if you, if you explain that you lost your job or you, you were, you know, traumatized emotionally because of whatever Alex said on his show that ruined your life, uh, you can extrapolate from the lost income. You can add up, you know, uh, healthcare bills. If you went and saw a psychiatrist and shit like that, and then you can add some sort of amount, you know, a million, two bucks, uh, two million of psychological or emotional damages. And then you can get treble damages if the uh, jury rules as such, which is like triple or quadruple that. So somehow the fuck they got to four million or 45 million. I've, I've seen different figures, but it's it's all absurd. And I, don't, I, don't I honestly don't believe he can pay, pay anything like that. In fact, I think uh, I heard this this headline is a bunch of bullshit. Um like I'm looking at a CNN business headline: The jury finds Infowars conspiracy theorist Alec Jones should pay 45.2 million in punitive damages to the to the parents of the Sandy Hook shooting victims. But then, if you read the article, okay, it goes on and blah 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 blah, um, and then it it says um, due to Texas statute, this might not be the case, <laughs> which is. Kind of an odd way of saying uh, our headline is bullshit. Let me see if I can find the. Um... Well, if that's the case, it's bizarre that the judge would let that be the verdict or whatever they call it in a civil trial. Yeah, I, I, can... I just think it's absurd. I think the fact that they're even here still is an absurd thing because the whole. I'm, I just what the Sandy Hook know. kids? Uh, oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got you with a, that one. <laughs> I'm trying to make a serious point here. Like, no, it's it's like where does free speech? Where does it stop? I mean, are they going to come hit you for that joke? Are they going to come try to like? I mean, where yeah, does it Where it's, does it's this absurd. all end? And I, I, this is why I'm so concerned. I, I honestly believe like this is this is an attack on alternative media, like it, like broad based. All of us are are in jeopardy because. You know, I, I talk conspiracy shit. I'm just theorizing. I don't have a clue on half the stuff that I'm saying, but it's still I think that's like that's how you get to the bottom of stuff. You have to be able to converse about it. You have to be able to, like, take my ideas, pair it with your guys ideas and then see if we can distill it down to something that seems more logical. And and this this is a really dangerous precedent. I mean, especially since he didn't dox these people. He didn't he didn't put out their address, their names. I don't think he even put out their names as far as I know. Um, so it, it's just it's just an amazing uh, as far as I'm concerned, it's a cr- criminal judgment against him. Yeah, well, he has some sort of work. liability for for what his listeners may or may not have done. Like, how is right. that? How is that fair at all? Right? Like, some know. crazy lunatic. Like, well, then, then why why is Rachel Maddow not 
you know, bankrupt right. because the, that fucking lunatic went and shot up the congressional baseball field. I right. mean, yep. Yeah. And he even like cited her, right? He was like, yeah. I was inspired mm-hmm. by. Yeah. I mean, there's crazy people do shit based off of inspiration from a litany of different political commentators. Like this is, this is not something that can be a precedent. We just can't have that. You right. have to have personal responsibility on the lunatics. I don't know about this show. We don't really inspire anybody, but the lunatics were inspiring. You're on your own. This is what CNN says. It says, okay, out of the total 49.3 million, the 45.2 million in punitive damages may be reduced due to Texas statute. I don't know what that means. Um, Probably means that but, they have a cap on the amount of damages that, that can be. Let, yeah, I don't be. think they're going to pay anything like that. But yet they still ran that headline. Yeah. Just to the whole idea is to send a message to people that might follow in his footsteps. I yep. I and totally to agree. and to just chill anyone who's going to uh, step out of line and just to remind everybody who's Sounds the boss. Familiar. Sounds a lot like um, the uh, Ross Ulbricht case. Bingo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and to couple it now with what just came out earlier this week, and the fact that we're all officially on list, everybody. Yeah, Woo. we made yeah, it. I mean, guys. if you haven't already, we made it. Yeah, Is this your first time. <laughs> I got I got put on two lists in ten days: Southern Poverty Law Center as well as DHS. This is oh, fucking that's awesome. right. Yeah, I got oh, nice. oh, back that's right. Back. You did get hit. You got the yeah. hate watch. Oh, yeah, Dan, so Dan Smot snuck oh, in wow. uh, two weeks ago, and I guess that's when that article came out. And uh, we were talking about it like the last, and that was crazy, dude. Like the F- S- SPLC, yeah, two what times. They, one um, week. What did they say? What did yeah. the Poverty Law Center have? To well, that say? was in regard to free. You weren't on that show, Babs, but it was uh, what was that Freedom Fest, right, Clint? Yeah, um, Andrew Yang was speaking at Freedom Fest for the Forward Party, whatever the fuck that is, and uh, the Great Leap and- Forward Party. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> and the UBI, aka Socialism Party, um, for billionaires. I, I was a speaker there, and so was Reed Coverdale. So was Dave Smith. So was a handful of, or well, Dave was supposed to be there. He ended up not being there because his uh, kid was sick. But um, it was like a Mises caucus. There was a bunch of us there, and because of that, they tried to like tangentially connect Andrew Yang to uh, Ryan Dawson because, like, a handful of times I've been on different shows with Ryan Dawson, and and they had you know. SPLC has their entire, they have a page dedicated to Ryan Dawson. So if you have any, if you've ever been on a panel with Ryan Dawson, that's enough to by, you know, process of Kevin Baconing your way via bigotry chain to all the way up to Andrew Yang being at the same event. I shit you not. That was the purpose of the article. Literally. No, that was literally Andrew Yang's political career. That's that. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I don't care. As if Ryan Dawson's more embarrassing than Andrew Yang. Come on. (laughs) <laughs> who is who is ryan dawson uh he is he was like the, kind of one of the original canaries in the coal mine too he uh he got nuked he was a big youtuber and big like big everything kind of in the conspiracy realm uh but he did really good research on 9-11 he did really good research on the epstein uh case and and that is the primary reason that he is now persona non grata um but he's also questioned the history or the the amount of people that have died during the Holocaust and you cannot do that. He doesn't deny the Holocaust, he just has actually looked into it and that's that's enough to get him uh you know labeled in any semi. Yeah, he like goes that. hard on Zionism, so then of course yeah. he gets the anti-semite. Well, uh, uh, he did post the the picture of the Zykon B for the 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 picture of the podcast he did. 
Oh, he's also a troll. I, you know, yeah. Like, so, I, so, but that wasn't doing him any favors. No, it's not. Jared, it's not. Uh, Jared, is he an anti-Semite? What? How, what's the ruling from? Uh, from I don't the, know enough about the guy. I can't. Yeah. I can't. I can't judge. Based off of my interactions with him, he's never demonstrated him to, himself to be that. He is very anti-Zionist, though. Yeah, as so as you should here on the screen. This is the picture of the three. What is it? this? Is another. Wait, this is another. I haven't seen there's, this. There's there's two of them. There's two of them. Oh, there is two of them. I like okay, this, this one though because it has MVEs consider the following individuals to be martyrs: Vicky Weaver, Marvin Hemeyer, Lavoie yep. Finnicum, Duncan Lem, what? Ashley Babbitt. Wow, Duncan Lem. She's the only one I. Ashley I Babbitt really made the list. Yeah, that seems. <laughs> Who's what? Well, they're desperate to try to tie this into into January sixth, right? Right. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Not a am I, What's the point? Am I a domestic violent extremist or what? I consider all those people to be. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. I didn't see this one. I only saw the other one. Yeah. So this is a Project Veritas got this, got their hands on these alleged documents. Fuck. I, I haven't ever seen this side of it. This is fascinating. Yeah. I wish Roger, I, I think Roger Pion should be on that list of heroes. I, I'd like to officially complain to the FBI internal, whoever they, they published this. I've actually never heard of Please. Roger Pion. They're Let's listening. Up the docs. They'll listen. They're, they're, they're hearing us. There's a Google the ballad of Roger Pion to, to hear it in folk song form. I think All where right. it really deserves to be. <laughs> I'll check it out. Yeah. Oh, there's a whole movie. Wow. Roger Pion, the magnificent, the movie. The magnificent, <laughs> yeah. All right, that's that's hilarious. If your name is magnificent, that's pretty cool. He's, I think he's this is the one y'all have seen, right? Yes, this yes. is the image. So, oh, I the love other. the boog. I, I'm glad the boog flag got in yeah. there. Yeah, beautiful. The big well, should be there. Anarcho capitalism. I, think that's, I yeah. think that's fair. Right, like black, you a black flag, flag like that, right? <laughs> well, what about the Punisher? Like, aren't those the aren't those the cops? Yeah, that's the cop. Yeah, those are like cop supporters. <laughs> so they're it's Dude, the, the cop the cop that police. iced Daniel Shaver had the fucking Punisher on his on his uh, AR when he clipped right. his ass. So hello. It was on the screensaver of the Uvalde cop while he was like using hand sanitizer. <laughs> For real. Fucking cowards. Yeah. Well, what's most offensive to me about this is that the fucking anarcho-communists aren't on here. Antifa, right. hello? Anybody? Yeah. Oh, they, need to, yeah. they need to keep trying. Or you know who I don't see on here? I don't see Patriot Front at all. I don't see them <laughs> oh, on here. Interesting. Yeah. Well, hmm. they have their connections. Well, I, I like the one at the bottom. Revolutionary War Imagery. I live, right. uh, <laughs> uh, you know what? I think I know where one of their bases is. It's called Valley Forge National Park. You should report it. <laughs> yeah. and, there's a lot uh, of symbolism there. It's called there's, the American Smithsonian Museum. They're going to have to surveil the entire city of Boston. <laughs> I, I, I was walking around Old City, Philadelphia, and I could see that shit everywhere. I felt like there, like there, this could be, there could be a rebellion at any moment. Uh, Who's flying the Betsy Ross flag? I don't. I, the Betsy Ross know. house in Philadelphia. They're probably yeah. the only one. <laughs> yeah, have you ever heard of that? You can visit Betsy Ross's house in Philly, but it's not wow. Betsy Ross's house and you're a chump. Oh, really? <laughs> it's just for tourists. That's funny. Uh, how about that? Uh, what's the, the come and take it? Um, Mullen Labe? Gadsden. 
Yeah, the Gadsden flag is the one, one with of the them. cannon yeah. and the and the star right there. Yeah, yeah, that's Molin Labe. Okay, or Labe. I don't know how to pronounce that shit. So any two A symbolism, anything that's <laughs> Molin Labia. Yeah, Molin Labia. <laughs> how about the Liberty, you write, the, the Liberty Tree? Oh yeah, needs watering. You know what that means. <laughs> Oh, the blood of the people who compiled this list. Yes, I mean, dude. So then this coincides with electrical resistance symbol. What? What? Wait, where's that? (laughs) Oh, what the fuck? Fourth down on the left column. Let's get. I've never seen that that puppy. I mean, are they targeting electricians now? Electrical. Way to identify as a resistor. (laughs) Oh Oh, God! Yeah, basically, yeah. Oh, you do home electronics? Yeah, you're on the list. What? You're trying to go off grid? Wow. Forget about wow, it. Some, do you hate the government, but you love radio. puns? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Some yeah. dad joke got in there, and they're like, oh, shit. <laughs> they got to leave this. Got yeah, this dad joke. Yeah, that's just a dad joke. Run, run amok. Get it? I'm a resistor. <laughs> that, that, oh, that was, yeah, that was... Uh, yeah, so this all coincides with this inflation bill being signed and 87, what was it, yeah. 87,000 new IRS agents? Yep, pretty awesome. Like, now, this we're all domestic terrorists and they're going to unleash IRS agents on us. This is what I'm thinking. Like, 87,000 more tax feeders, I can imagine, okay? All they have to do is just announce 87,000 new IRS agents for audits and everyone goes scrambles to self-compliance. Is that are they going to start doing their job better? I doubt it. So tax resistors or uh <laughs> whatever well, you are, don't be intimidated by these new 89,000 um enforcers. Did you see the heat map um I posted in the in the group chat of the where they do gnarly. audits? Yeah, wow. we pull that. So Let's the Washington, uh, the Wall Street Journal posted this article. That says the IRS are about to go beast mode, and so this is the map of where you're most likely to get audited. Look at that. Right, there's so the white area. Can't see it. Basically, if you like, where are the poor people? Okay? Yeah, this is just like where poor people are. And it's like yeah. all the bit, like the Northeast, the big city areas are omitted. Uh, L.A., San Francisco, Somehow Seattle, Maryland is safe. and then That's it's nice. like, oh, look. Yeah, I'm, so I'm pretty happy about that. <laughs> yeah. Almost all yeah, the Northeast <laughs> is, is immune except for, oh, there's more poor people in Maine. Gotcha. You know, it's like. I want to I want to do something that I have never done before, and that's defend uh, the government in this situation, because I think that this this is really misleading, because what it, what it's showing you is your percentage of probability of being audited so if you live in a big city there's so many more people around you like the percentage is smaller so if you live more rurally the percentage is higher so is, i think yeah, i think that's why capita. Oh, so it's like a strength and strength in numbers kind of a kind of a defense i, I think so they I just think. don't have as many you're saying they don't have as many personnel but now they're deploying eighty nine thousand new people Maybe that's to, to um, you know, get more proportional where their population is. Uh, I, I think mean, this is per Cole, this is per filing, so it should account for population. Well, maybe I don't know. Yeah. So well, but let's say you're let's say counties. you're New York City. Okay. No, it's based on counties. So. Well, let's say you're you're a, a heavily populated county, and they you know let's just say there's 10 million people there, and they hire. Uh, uh, 1 million IRS agents, you know, 
or not enough, but it's possible that they're understaffed in the more metro areas is what I think you're saying. Whereas yes, that's, ratio that's exactly what I'm saying. agent to potential victim is just better. In, in well, I mean, but but then again, they probably don't even audit based off of location. I, I, well, maybe they do. I, I guess a higher end audit, they actually send an investigator into your office because I've seen it happen before. But for the vast majority of audits, it's just done v- over the mail. Like they just I think it's say, hey. I think it's just this map is a consequence. They're not targeting by geography. I think they're trying to target people that are uh, that maybe can't afford a lawyer. Or, that's that's what everyone is reading into this, and and I'll grant you that could certainly be possible. Like if I was the IRS, I would be auditing poor people because they can't afford to fight it. But you also need to, you know, you know you're also lazy because you're a government employee yourself. <laughs> and the idea of getting like getting like a missing ten million from one guy versus ten dollars from a million guys, right? It's got to be attractive <laughs> to go for the for the bigger fish. True, but then you have a real fight if you actually go for the ten million from the big guy. So that's it's a trade off. I see both sides. Of course, Baltimore City is above the national rate, so no surprise there. I think the trick is to not be in that sort of um, uh, Goldilocks zone for the for the predators, right? <laughs> right. Where you've got just enough money to make it worth their time, <laughs> but not enough to properly defend it. Like, yeah, that's a hundred percent true. They do do that because uh, don't be I, don't, I, like either be super poor or be super wealthy. Don't try to do it in the middle. Middle, so oh, my, so the middle class. Yeah, that that was my problem is that I was making high income, but I was a sole proprietor of a mortgage company in San Diego. So the Bureau of Real Estate would come down on me every fucking year because they knew that I would be an easy target, whereas a bank would have, you know, 100 attorneys that they could throw at a, at a case to defend them. Um, whereas I was just probably going to, you know, basically plead my way out if they caught anything. So. Uh, they, it's very, I mean, it's very common that they will go after someone who's got enough income to pay, but not enough income to really make a fight worthwhile. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's where you're at, which is why and, the middle class is dying. It, old money, old money knows how to protect it. New money is still learning that too. Yep. Sure. But you also got to have a shit ton of money to actually defect, uh, protect it. Cause the government's got, you know, almost limitless resources. Well, I think this, I think they're. You know, I think they're getting hungrier. It's just, it's just anecdotally, it seems they're yeah. the narratives they're pushing. It's so anti-wealth. It's so anti-success. It's, I mean, even though we've had record tax revenues recently, I think re- the the federal government has never had this much tax revenue, but yet we still need eighty nine thousand, or they need eighty nine thousand new tax uh, IRS agents or to at yep. least threaten it. And they're going to continue to ratchet and ratchet and ratchet. And we all know they don't give a shit about a few billionaires that they're not even, you know, they're not going to be able to get the poor people aren't, you know, you can't get blood from a stone. Right. So, uh, you know, that leaves us in the, in the middle zone, like, and they're, they're looking at us like, um, uh, like a mosquito, like, you know, look, looks at your jugular vein. Yeah, the the ironic part is that Biden ran on not raising taxes on anyone over four hundred thousand, and the people from about a hundred thousand, one hundred fifty thousand up to four hundred thousand, those are the people that are going to get fucking hammered by these IRS agents. So, um, and those are the people that can actually like grow to that next level where they start to hire employees and actually create you know a real bounty for our, our GDP to increase. And it's just it's totally self defeating. But this is why I constantly you know harp on the fact that we're in the end stage of empire. This is like the vultures just fucking eating our bone marrow at this point. 
Everybody's trying to get like to get their last bit of looting. Like, oh, there's one last TV to to be carried yeah. out the smashed window. Dude, that's what Ukraine is. Like a hundred percent, that's what Ukraine is. It is just a fucking cash cow for the scummiest politicians that that are still in office. Like, it's a money laundering crazy. operation. That's all it is. Yes, people like, don't care how many Ukrainians die to get it done. Either. Not at all. No, the total disregard for the for an average Ukrainian who gets to be the the victim in this bullshit proxy war. And and for yeah. the record, Zelensky could care less too. He's he's out there. <gasps> of course he does. He, well, he as long as he gets his Vogue photo shoot. Vogue shoots, yeah. What yeah. The fuck? Wow. He's yeah. he's moved. He's already got enough money into properties and uh, shit around the world. He's already he's just he's ready to make an exit as soon as he gets turned on. <clears throat> I thought maybe they're already starting to turn on him. Oh, they. I think they are, and. uh there's uh, been some like uh, like NPR article about yeah. like maybe we should start looking at this at this corruption. Nobody knew they were corrupt in the Ukraine. Like whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah, except the New York having, Times uh, in 2016 when they wrote about it. No one, no right. one knew. Like, right. Yeah. It, like, as of 2018, this was the most corrupt country in Europe, but right. they quickly rehabilitated it and forgot. But yep. now they're starting to remember again. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, especially when Biden, when Biden was was getting the uh, inspector general fired over there who was looking into corruption, uh, you know, threatening right. to withdraw a, a billion dollars in aid to their their country uh, on the phone. And then also he was caught. Uh, Victoria Newland's caught talking about it on the phone. And Joe Biden is not even caught. He's on fucking stage bragging about it. And yeah. it's like, we're not allowed to talk about any of this. It's just it's all transparent corruption and no one cares other than. And they're still going after Trump, and yet we know what Hunter is doing, clearly. Right. And they're still just going after Trump. They Apparently, they raided his uh, Mar-a-Lago today. By the way, I, I just wanted to say, uh, give props to my buddy Cole from Tower Gang. He, uh, I think he nailed it this uh, this afternoon when he tweeted out about it. He was saying, you know, the, the 87,000 IRS agents are about two things. Uh, well, he, I'm going to add something that he didn't say, but it's also true. One, they need a lot of agents to go after the crypto market. Because that's that's where a ton of wealth is at. Uh, yeah, they don't have they don't have enough people to deal with that at this point. So mm-hmm. that's that's a big portion of these new hires, or at least maybe the old agents will be migrating into that field. So these new hires will be filling. They're the, too stupid to do uh, blockchain uh, forensics. Yeah, well, I think they're gonna get they're gonna get good at it, man. If there's money to be found, they're gonna get good well, at it eventually. Companies like like Coinbase that are like, well, can, let us just do that for you, and we could just do our own snitching on our customers for you. Yeah, well, yeah, every, I already got hit. Yeah, every that. broker's yeah. doing that. Yeah, yeah, every broker's doing that. But the other the other point he was making, and I think this is dead on, is that this is about having people in in place to enforce once they switch over to a central bank digital currency. And I think that that makes a lot of sense too. Is that that they realize that this transition is going to be really tough, and you're going to have a lot of people, uh, especially if uh, you know we enter enter a hyperinflationary period, you're going to have people that are lying about their taxes all over the fucking place. So they got to have a lot of people um, on the docket to to handle these audits. I'm trying to get out. I feel like it's not going to be safe to earn money anymore. Just, I really. This is why I retired, bro. I, I feel you. Honestly, I can't. It just seems too too risky to me. And as everything gets just locked down harder, and if it does, if if CDBCs do really become ubiquitous and unavoidable, I'll, I'll oh, just be so I'll just be so uh, depressed. It's game over at that point. If if we have a full CBDC rollout and they actually like criminalize uh other digital currencies that that aren't as easily tracked or redeemed by the federal government i i think we're we're totally fucked so like that's why i, I mean jose another oh shout out another tower gang guy he's an agorist and he's constantly talking about migrating over to these 
um, you know, community type trading apparatuses already so that you're ready once the CBDCs are rolled out so that you can actually still function. Um, well, I think it's a real threat. Bitcoin and as and as thirsty and as as pissed off as they are at Bitcoin users, they can only really uh, mess around with the the exchanges and the the boundary with fiat. So, you know, as bad as they get, we're always going to have a community of people that can that can trade in, in Bitcoin and exchange value. And, you know, even if we're one out of 100, I don't care. I'll be with you one out of 100 people out there using Bitcoin and everybody else can be using their CDPCs. <laughs> I'll be fine with that. I don't care. It's still, it's still trackable on the blockchain, though. So, that I mean, that's the big concern about um, Bitcoin is that. Right, because it's, it's trackable, but it's trackable. But you you get you get to say I don't care, I don't you know like you can't censor it. It's saying yeah. like yeah, I know you want to censor this, but you can't. Yeah, but they can still fucking arrest you. You know that's the that's my concern yeah. with it. So same. Where's this all going with this ESG, Clint? You've been on top of this. And, I mean that's uh, that that's why I'm I'm kind of on top of the. CBDC stuff is because I think it's kind of the natural progression of ESG. They're all tied. Yeah, it really is. Um, I, how, do you guys, all four of you already know more or less what ESG is? Because I don't want to. Why don't you give you us here. a breakdown? No, I'm, break it down. Because I mean, it, it's talking to, I mean, I listen to No Agenda, listening to you. They, they, they bring it up, but sometimes talking amongst some libertarians, even some like Mises caucus where I figure like, hey, you're not, you don't know about this. Like, this is woke capitalism, and uh, but you break it down. But go ahead, Clint. Like, give sure. it a rundown. Yeah, two thousand. There was uh, an initiative from the United Nations that uh, I forget what it was called. Something like it was like DPI or something like that, uh, where they were gonna basically they were just laying out what their their goals were for carbon reduction in on Earth. And by and carbon then, reduction, they, that they mean you. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's what <laughs> yeah. they really mean, but that's not what they say. We, we are made of carbon. So, yes. yeah. And we also exhale, you know, or we inhale it. So, uh, and we exhale it to some extent. But anyways, uh, so 2004, uh, Kofi Annan, who was the, uh, I, whatever, uh, general of the UN at the time, yeah. he sends out a letter to 50 biggest businesses on the planet. And he says, hey, this is what we're planning to do. Are you guys interested in participating? And shockers, shocker of shockers, basically all of them respond in the affirmative. They go, yes, this sounds like a great idea. What can we do to help? Um, so you got Goldman Sachs, Deutsche Bank, uh, JP Morgan Chase, you know, all the biggest money managers all say thumbs up. Fuck yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So by like 2008 or nine, they, they kind of have this framework in place where they're going to have some sort of metric. And that metric eventually gets titled ESG, uh, Environmental, Social and Governance. E being environmental, which is, you know, fairly straightforward. It's about protecting the environment, allegedly. S being social, like social justice. So it's all the woke shit. And then governance being uh, the the makeup of your board. So like racial quotas and shit like that. So S and G are two things that every libertarian should be against because it's the woke shit and it's it's like hiring quotas based off of race, which is, you know, antithetical to, to liberty as far as I'm concerned. And then the environmental stuff. It, you know, it sounds good, but ultimately it just gets greenwashed. They don't actually end up ever delivering on any of these things. And I have a handful of, you know, fun examples that can demonstrate how full of shit ESG is. I don't know if you want to go there, but um, basically it's a fraud. It's being uh, perpetuated by uh, the three biggest money managers that, that exist today on the planet, which are uh, State Street, BlackRock, and Vanguard. They have, you know, tens and tens of trillions of dollars under management just between those three. 
They all offer ESG products in terms of index funds. Um, they manage, you know, pensions and things of that nature. So they have huge, huge uh, investor assets that they have a fiduciary responsibility to manage. And as far as I'm concerned, they are breaking that fiduciary responsibility by, uh, and because I used to be a fiduciary, I take this very personally. This is why I, I kind of made this my baby, you know, cause I was like, all right, I used to be a fiduciary to hundreds of millions of dollars. These guys are fiduciaries too. And by the way, a fiduciary for your audience, if they aren't familiar, just means that you have to put your investors interests over your own, right? Very straightforward principle. Um, and I don't think they're doing that. I think that they are they are seeking uh, you know government uh, special treatment because they are willing to propagate the the ide- ideology of the kind of Marxist Green New, New Deal type agenda, uh, and they're willing to sacrifice profits in the name of better government relation relationships as well as uh, you know power. It's basically a power yep. game, and and it's just a tighter evil. a tighter integration with the state. Right. Yes. Like and then this is why I, this is merger what, of government and corporate power, as Mussolini uh, described as fascism. It, exactly. And this is why I've been bringing up fascism. So so much of late is once I, I had fully wrapped my head around it, I realized that, you know, we were really dealing with fascism. And, and I, I think that another corollary that I'm I'm the only person that I've heard make this connection. But I, I really don't think that the lockdowns would have happened if it weren't for this this framework already being in place. There's this, this belief in technocracy, which is yep. a, a, a ruling elite, yeah. you know, yep. uh, it's just this intelligentsia, like the, the, the smartest scientists, the smartest, the carbon scientists, the, the uh, epidemiologists, like whatever the fuck they say, we all have to do. And if you don't do it, you know, you basically, you have your life ruined. Um, and that's what's happening. Uh, that's what happened during lockdowns. It was like, that was the first real example that I had that this this alliance between big business and big government was extraordinarily deep because if you actually look at the bottom line of the big businesses during lockdowns skyrocketed upwards all the mom and pop businesses go out of business right so yep. who who benefited from lockdowns corporate america who got crushed by lockdowns all the regular people all the little guys um, and this that's exactly what you see in fascism it ends up being this alliance between the biggest businesses as they fucking crush you know not just not just the smaller competitors, but also political dissidents. And we're seeing that through censorship apparatus, through Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and everywhere else. Um, I don't think any of this is coincidental. And I think it's, it's really, it's like, it's the biggest problem we face. And if we don't, if we don't wrap our heads around it, and especially if the libertarians don't wrap their heads around it and present the solutions that are freedom oriented, you're going to end up with some sort of fucking right wing uh, backlash that ends up, you know, giving us all sorts of other problems. So I, I really well, want this to be like some of the solutions, Clint. Clint, what now? I'm, I, I mean, I just we know that Bitcoin isn't the answer to everything, but it, it it's going to at least give us a, a means of exchange. Um, yeah. Whether they're it, can help, it can help us not. on the individual level, but it can't it can't break the system as far as I'm concerned. Well, I just want to survive it at this point. Right. Like, uh, you know, and what I think it's up to us is to protect ourselves from it. Right. And to understand what's causing it and to be prepared. And so we can thrive despite what, you know, what shenanigans they're they're coming. And, and you know, I believe there's going to be large scale suffering. Um, yeah, me too. Uh, mass starvation. Yeah, um, me too. And, and, you know, I'm I'm not, I feel like I'm going to be OK because I have access to certain resources, probably. But I think there's other people that are already they're already dead. They just haven't starved to death yet because their food supply was already cut off. 
and like it's there's just no way to move enough food to where hungry people are at this point so yeah, black pill babs here i know right <laughs> <laughs> sorry dude but, but he's, you know, he's it's not, fucking dark out there it's dark but, he's not but he's I not think, wrong though but but to, need but to be quit. ready to, to to protect themselves and i mean uh you know whether it's cryptocurrency stacking uh gold uh uh other resources um you know firearms yeah, ha- hunting skills to, to you know create food farms people, energy independent like land these are all coming together <laughs> homeschooling full prep uh, shit yeah, it, it's like it's not for just crazy preppers anymore yes nah. it's for it's for everybody now hooray <laughs> 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 but get yeah. some freaking resources and be ready, you know, like, you know, uh, just 100% dude. I, I mean, this is I spent two years on my show fucking telling people to prepare. So I, I pray to God and I know many of them did. And a lot of them have thanked me already because they sold their house this year. And they're like, they're all pumped because they got out right before the interest rate spiked. And they've already seen, you know, a downtick in the market. And they, they, got, they got out at the top. That's fucking rad. Well, um, what? What what would the what would it look like if um, okay we've seen Nancy Pelosi trying to do um, warmongering with China like what would happen if this if if relations if they decide to do to China what they did to Russia okay the country that America gets all its stuff from and they decide to start doing that kind of shenanigans start start take start seizing their assets start that's why I think it won't happen actually groups. what's that, that? That, you're that's in a mindset that China's going to collapse, right, Clint? Like, you're not like yeah. some of these neocons are just like, oh my God, China's so oh, powerful. Yeah, they well, look we, the mindset. Wouldn't the United States collapse in about three days? Yeah. Uh, I don't so understand that, that's, how, how the United States, what would that look like in the United States if people like Nancy Pelosi actually succeeded? Well, th- this is why I don't think it'll happen because uh, I don't know who it was. Ron Paul or Bastiat or whoever the fuck said, if you, if you send goods across borders, you don't send troops. I, I really Bob don't think that. Was it? Okay. Uh, I think I've heard Ron Paul quoted or something, but um, you know, I I really think that that, that gives me the greatest hope that we won't end up in when, when goods can't cross borders, troops will. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it works. It works. But Nancy Pelosi and a lot of people, including the Trumpers are like, they never like trade. They don't like free trade. They don't want trade with China. Like they're so anti, like they've got their anti-China thing. The warmongers have their angle on it. Um, I don't know if they even care what it would do to prosperity and our standard of living if they if they continue to go down that road. But you think it's well, if they want if they want a great reset, that's a great way to do it. I mean, if you if you want to have the a global depression, sure, you know, trade embargo China. And just let everything fucking. I think Americans will. I think I think a large amount of America will cheer for it. The America first, the buy American people. They're going to be like, oh, it's worth it. Oh, just like the people that are like, oh, I'll pay, I'll pay five dollars a gallon to stick it to Putin. Like people will believe they'll go along with any kind of uh, like damage to their own self if it if it's presented to them the right way. Well, that would be awful if so. I mean, I don't I don't disagree that there's a huge percentage of this country that's completely economically illiterate and they would cheer on their own fucking demise. But still, I have to believe that the economic powers that exist in this country and there's many big businesses that that are banking on the growth market in China. That gives me tremendous hope that we will avoid a hot conflict with China or even a serious Cold War with China, because 
ultimately our government is owned by the big businesses. The big businesses are owned by the CCP to a certain extent and to the Chinese uh, market. Moreover, I think that that, that leads us to a, a higher probability of peace than war. That's my honest opinion. And also, I think that China's economy is a fucking house of cards, Potemkin village piece of shit. So I think that if, you know, they have to play ball with us too, because they, they rely on us uh, for an export market, the biggest export market in the world, mind you. So I think all, all, you know, cards are lining up to say, probably not war, probably not. And if there is a war, then we all die. So let's hope I'm right. What about a de-dollarization from China? You mean in terms of like getting off the U.S. dollar? We're like, what if China decides to try to get rid of their dollar-denominated assets? Uh, yeah, they could do that. But like it, looking at Russia, what happened to Russia that lost a bunch of their assets when they bec- when they became unpopular? If I was China, China, I'd be looking at my dollar-denominated assets, going, "Hmm, yeah, maybe these aren't the are the best investments going forward." Well, uh, f- fortunately for us, and unfortunately for them. If they try and dump all of their treasury holdings and corporate bond holdings, they would tank our market by creating a hyperinflationary spiral here, which would make their additional holdings here uh, worth less and less. So it hurts them. You know, like so it's they, like that. They, if, they're looking for they might be looking for a soft landing for themselves. Just of course. Of who who wouldn't right? transition in, into something that's not so dependent on the dollar? Yes. I, and they're going to certainly try and transition. I, I'm not saying that they won't. I'm just saying that they can't. You know, like they can't do it with a, a light switch. It would be the same thing. Like if they do that to us, we throw up trade embargoes and then it becomes a hot war very, very rapidly. So I don't I think either side will do that. Would, 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 I don't know if there's any limits to the to the to the whatever dumbass ideas that Washington and uh, Beijing politicians can can come up with. Uh, well, I'm telling you the limit, man. It's it's the corporate overlords that actually run them. Like, I, I, I promise you, like Nancy Pelosi doesn't get to decide like it is. It is the fucking Boeings and yeah. Googles and Apples and like all the biggest businesses are really the people that, that tell them what to do. I don't I don't believe that our representatives do a fucking thing of their own. Yeah. You don't get a portfolio like Pelosi by not taking like your <laughs> yeah, orders dude. from above. Yeah, she's like, she yeah. stacking chips ah, off of her correction. That's probably what this was all about. It was probably about semi uh, like wasn't it something in one of these bills? Semiconductors and. That's what a lot and of people Taiwan's theorize, one of the largest exporter of uh, Nvidia chips or she, something. They, they, dumped her, they dumped their Nvidia in stock. Though. Did we talk about her speech in Taiwan? Did you hear that shit? Like what she over? actually said in Taiwan. I mean, it was we stand with Taiwan. I assume it was the it was it was giving Biden a run for his money on just d- dementia rambling. Oh, damn, we should find uh, it for the after hours. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh my God, it's like what, what the hell? Like, dude, she, and then the, like, the, the that flyover video. Did it? Did anybody see that? With um, it must have been some sailor on one of the ships, but I mean, it's a full carrier group, and whoever filmed it, it was put up on TikTok. They filmed it from the ship, and it was the whole flyover of her fucking plane going to Taiwan. There was literally probably I want to say about fifteen or sixteen F eighteens a B one bomber at the front of the formation. We're talking probably 20 some planes surrounding it, a whole aircraft carrier destroyer. It's like, what the fuck? I I heard it was $80 million for her security detail for that trip. Yeah. How good was that for the environment? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Then she gets off the plane and goes, you, you can't eat beef anymore. You pieces of shit. Right. God, I hate it. She got like wasted on the plane. I think. Yeah. She's like my course. 
I mean, my, you know, I drank, uh, you know, fermented bug juice. That's my new alcohol. That's what she's, <laughs> she's butt chugging right now. <laughs> Fucking whore. What a bitch. Oh, God, I can't stand her. <laughs> you know, you want them, them ham sandwiches. The yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. There's a picture of her on the beach. Have you seen that, Clint? Oh, yeah. Mommy oh, milkers, yeah. dude? Hell yeah. I, I would, run a, I, I've to run a, a batch or two. Jerked uh, yeah. off to it 25 times, really. Today. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> that's a lot of stamina. <laughs> yeah, well. That's, that's how you I get to the that, top. I like think of that when I'm trying not to climax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah you're trying to, that's a good point, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, oh, I think about man. that, and it's like immediate climax. So I, I gotta. <laughs> I go. Oh, Otto, we baseball, need like baseball, a shirt. Baseball. Otto, we need like a shirt with like your list of like politician, ugly politicians that you'd bang. Yeah, Klobuchar. Klobuchar. Yeah. I was like, are you serious, Otto? What yeah. the fuck? I, I'm a Who was the other one DJ, you were all man. about? Warren. Oof. Who? Warren? No, ew, no. <laughs> Tulsi. How, what, what little do you think? How, who wouldn't with Tulsi? Right. Harry Reid. Oh. Harry Reid. <laughs> Jill Biden. He, he couldn't afford me. Let's just say that. I charge. I charge for the for the men. I would charge. <laughs> two two driveways of of snow. Oh no. Okay, we got to end it here. We can't be <laughs> no more snow shoveling jokes. All right. <laughs> Cool. I gotta well, look this up now. Fuck. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh man. Well, uh, I think <laughs> I think that's about it. That's about it for them. We've gone like a full hard hour. Um, Ooh, really, that's uh, what she said. Wait, what? But uh, oh, really, like a minute. Yeah, that's what she's never said to me. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, thank you, Clint. Thanks for coming on. Hopefully, you can stick around for the after hours podcast. Uh, we're gonna do. Sure. We're gonna record it right after this one. Once we end the live stream, uh, dude, t- tell people where they can find you. Twitter at Liberty Lockpod. I am approaching 50K. So if you guys could help me get over that, I'd appreciate it. And uh, Liberty Lockdown on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all over the place. So I uh, hope some people, if you're interested in ESG, if you're interested in that guest list I threw out earlier, come check me out. Yeah, you had uh, Kate Fentanyl. She was on uh, a couple couple episodes ago talking Australia. So that was that was dope. I'm glad you, yeah. you connected yeah. with her. Her, and, her on. Uh, and David Limbrick, who's a MP over there, she ran to be an MP, but she didn't win. David's actually in there, so he he gave me the uh, the inside scoop, and she kind of gave me the outside scoop. She's now left and is vacationing in America for a couple months. So uh, it was a good episode. It was kind of an update on the uh, the tyranny in Australia. It's it's tragic what happened to them, man. I mean, it it happened to us too, but it happened to them even worse, which is hard yeah. to believe. And a lot of China happening. influence there. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like Steve Irwin is probably glad he got killed by that manta ray. <laughs> uh, Jesus, I, I think that's it, it's all been downhill since Irwin got got. God, how do we get to Irwin? See, this is why we know we need Irwin's to end it. We gotta get not around to, to see what's become of Australia. <laughs> yeah, thanks right. for hanging thanks. out, Clint. Yeah, yeah thanks no for problem, hanging man. out. Really appreciate it. And um, if you guys want to hear more of Clint talking to us, we're gonna go over to our after hours podcast, which we're gonna record right after this. If you guys want to hear that for as little as three dollars a month, you can sign up for our Patreon. You get that plus the whole back catalog of shows that we've recorded. Um, all four hundred and some plus. You know, Jesus. Um, <laughs> Damn. So we'll be yeah, doing we'll so, be doing exclusively racial slurs over there. So make sure you join. Uh, and with all the hard R's. So yes, that's yeah. No soft, no soft R's. All the hard R's. Yes. 
Yeah, so check out our Patreon, and if you guys don't want to use Patreon, you can find other ways to donate to the show by going to prlfans.com. Uh, that has links to our PayPal and Bitcoin. And uh, we also, more importantly than that, we have t-shirts for sale over at libertariancountry.com. If you use the code PRL or PRL Podcast, you get a 10% discount. Use the code PRL2 for a 20% discount if you spend $50 or more. Um, and until next time, live free or die. Statism blood break with the blood that is shed. Drenching the flags on the tax bombs and red. Poisoned by a few and the expense of the many. Soldiers and gods and the